0: Welcome to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. I'm going to read you an excerpt from a lesson in the second workshop in Specialization School. That workshop is titled Deepening Market Insight, and it's all about doing in depth market research so that you can learn more about the problems that a particular market vertical is experiencing. Understanding these problems does a couple of things. One is it really increases your ability to to connect and build trust with people in that market. And second, it may lead you to invent new solutions for them. Things like packaged solutions or new approaches to existing problems, things like that can come out of market research. The excerpt I'm going to read you really focuses on that second thing, that idea that understanding the problems of a market might lead you to interesting new solutions. So I hope you enjoy this excerpt from the second workshop in specialization school. One useful way to think about self-employment is by placing yourself on a spectrum that runs from, on the one end, the craftsman business owner to, on the other end, the entrepreneur business owner. As you do this, I hope you ignore any preconceived notions you might have about which type of business owner is, quote, better. Because the truth is, neither is better. Just like introverts are not better than extroverts, or people who speak with no accent are not better than people who speak with a strong regional accent, craftspeople are not better or worse than entrepreneurs. What is bad is when there is an irreconcilable mismatch between the demands of one type of business and your personality, skills, and desires. That makes you an unhappy, frustrated, and ineffective business owner. But our culture tends to celebrate the entrepreneur over the craftsman, and because of that we might get the idea that will find more happiness as an entrepreneur. And for some of us, that could work out fine. That could be true. But for others of us, it could lead to a lot of frustration and relatively lower success. I don't know how to tell you with any real certainty where you fall on this craftsman entrepreneur spectrum. I can say that if you've ever taken a DISC profile and your dominant characteristic is a lot of drive then you have one of the important prerequisites for entrepreneurship, at least the version of entrepreneurship that looks like building a services business with employees. That said, I am confident there are successful entrepreneurs who have a very different personality makeup. So this would be a good time to define this craftsman entrepreneur spectrum. I'm building on an idea that comes from Seth Godin, his uh, freelancer versus entrepreneur idea. So, let me go ahead and quote him directly. This is from an article published on Medium, written by Seth Godin. Quote, A freelancer is someone who gets paid for her work. She charges by the hour, or perhaps perhaps by the project. Freelancers write, design, consult, advise, do taxes, and hang wallpaper. Freelancing is the single easiest way to start a new business. Continuing the quote from Seth, Entrepreneurs use money, preferably someone else's money, to build a business bigger than themselves. Entrepreneurs make money while they sleep. Entrepreneurs focus on growth and on scaling the systems that they build. The more, the better. I think Seth is brilliant and is thinking very sound, but I also think his definition here is a bit oversimplified. I believe it's more about your mindset than the business model you happen to use, and so I adapt his definition to your situation specifically as follows. A craftsman is someone who's focused on their technical skill. They see that skill as the primary value that clients get access to when they hire them. An entrepreneur is focused on building a business that delivers scalable impact. This impact is often achieved through ideas and expertise but occasionally achieved through scaling up headcount or business size. I hope that you build a business somewhere on this spectrum that is a good fit for your personality. I've seen my own business gradually move over the years from the craftsman end of the spectrum towards the entrepreneurial end. If that's something you want, number one, great. Number two, know that it is possible because I've seen it in my own case and in others'. If instead you want to be the happiest, most successful craftsman you can, that's also great, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Let me formalize this a bit by saying that most people will probably be in one of the following three buckets. The first, your goal is to be the happiest, most successful craftsperson you can over the long haul. Two, your goal might be to be a good craftsperson who can migrate over time to some sort of what we might think of as a semi-entrepreneur or a full-on entrepreneur, remembering that, at least the way I see it, an entrepreneur is focused on building a business that delivers scalable impact through ideas and expertise, but occasionally through scaling up headcount or business size. So obviously I'm excluding <laughs> from my definition a whole category of entrepreneurs, and I don't mean that in a you know, dismissive way. It's just for my audience. This definition of an entrepreneurship through impact with ideas and expertise, I think, is far more relevant. So, that second bucket your goal might be to be a good craftsperson who can migrate over time to some sort of entrepreneur. And then, third, your goal might be to be a successful entrepreneur over the long haul. I was tempted to add a fourth bucket where your goal is to be a successful serial entrepreneur who cashes out big through multiple exits. But I've never been asked to help anyone like that, so it doesn't make it onto this list. There's something I call the solution bias. It's important for all three buckets on the list above, so let me reiterate it. The solution bias is when you hear, when you're doing market research into a a market vertical that might be new to you, or you just want to learn more about it, The solution bias is when you hear one or more interviewees describe a problem in their business, and you immediately do one of the following. First, you think about that problem in terms of how you would solve that problem today. Or, second, you decide that you just can't solve that problem because you're a software developer, and they have, perchance, just described a marketing or management or personnel or some other type of problem that seems to be well outside your current skill set. If you want to be a world-class craftsman, the solution bias can prevent you from seeing things in your market research that might otherwise help you achieve that goal. And if you want to create impact for your clients through ideas or expertise, then the solution bias is also your enemy. So as you move into analyzing your findings of your market research, be very aware of how the solution bias can create blind spots for you. I hope you enjoyed that excerpt from the second workshop in specialization school. Just by way of closing this up a bit, the context here is there is opportunity all around you. Some of that opportunity looks like someone coming to you saying, can you, dear software developer, build this thing? We have specs. We have a budget. We're ready to rock and roll. We just need you to show up and write the code. Some of the opportunity looks like that, but there's a whole other world of opportunity that looks like unsolved problems that need your Ability to think in terms of abstraction and systems and algorithms, your ability to create something that's never existed before in the form of a software-driven solution. And a large part of this second workshop in Specialization School, Deepening Market Insight, is about doing the market research that gives you the raw material you need to understand how to create those more entrepreneurial solutions to the world of problems out there, which really is the world of opportunity out there.